I have no idea what I'm doing. When was the last time we did this? It's been too long. Don't ask um, me. <laughs> so I believe we've, we're recording. I'm pretty sure we're recording. I see our little bear record bot. Um, wow. Uh, Anime Sweater, episode five. My name's Annalise. Uh, I'm here with Sofashea. Hi, that's me. I remember this show. (laughs) We we did this show for a little bit in 2021. And then we were gone. (laughs) And we were gone for a long time. Now, I would like to take the blame for this because I'm I'm a middle child. So I'm all about being blamed for everything. But I'm not going to take the blame for this. We just had other things happening and didn't really feel like recording. Well, yeah. That's what it came down to. (laughs) And if that's how we run shows around here, if we don't feel like it, we don't do it. But we're going to try. We're going to try to do our our show every month. And we're going to try to do it because it's a way to engage in watching cool stuff and having a good time. And if you are a fan of anime, you are having the best time because, oh my goodness, is there just too much good shit. Winter 2022 was already a great season. I'm still not at all caught up on anything. I'll get to that in a moment. But if you have not seen the spring anime preview guides, I would recommend the one on uh, Anime Feminist or on Anime News Network. Or I would recommend uh, uh, Jeff Thu's My Mother's Basement's uh, Top 10 to Watch because uh, he's always got good shit. Uh, Gigax uh, Spring Guide hasn't come out yet. I assume it will any moment. Uh, but there is too much good shit. And this has been a recurring theme for the last couple of years. So I decided to try, since I had most of this week off from one of my two jobs, to start watching some new anime and also catching up on stuff. And I just wanted to take a little bit of a moment to, to talk about that. We kind of covered the, you know, we've been gone. Um, First of all, the big show of the season, Spy Family, which is Romanized as Spy X Family, is every bit as good as the hype was. Um, so if you're, you're not following any anime uh, uh, fandom, so let me just kind of explain what Spy Family <laughs> is to you. Because you. holy shit, do you need to watch this series? Um, <laughs> Tell me about it. To, you need to watch the series because uh, it has your favorite thing in it. <gasps> Strong hot, woman. Hot ladies. And hot, hot, hot strong, strong. Hot, woman. strong, murdering woman. So. That, that is my favorite thing. That is your favorite thing. Because it's so, what I am. <laughs> so Spy Family is is about a, a, a master spy named Twilight who is working to keep his country safe from a war with their neighbor. In order to do this, he needs to put together a family so that he can infiltrate the school of the... Uh, of of a political uh, leader of the other country. So he needs to find a child who can get into this school and he needs to have a wife because he needs to have proper appearances. Well, Twilight mm-hmm. ends up finding uh what what is simply described as the absolute most adorable little gremlin telepath <laughs> named Anya. Anya was was uh, is a young girl who was a human test subject uh, for telepathy. She escaped because she wasn't allowed to be a child. She wasn't allowed to play. She was constantly being made to study. And she was adopted out to several families and got returned to the ORF each time. She struggles with crowds, but she is 
absolutely adorable. And she loves that she's been adopted by Twilight, who's taken on the name uh, Lloyd Forger. Um, yeah, it's 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 really great uh, because she thinks spies are cool. She thinks spies are really cool, and so now that she has a a papa who's a spy, that's the coolest thing. Mm-hmm. Now, in order to make this thing complete, Twilight needs to have a wife, and he can't. There's no one available in his agency who can come in and do this, so he needs to find someone very quickly. And so he he comes across a woman named Yor, who is a government worker who needs to get hitched so that the rumors about her can stop because she's 27, and this is like the 1950s or 60s or something <sighs> like that. And if you're if you're single, an at unmarried woman at 27. Oh my yeah. gosh! Now the reason why she's unmarried is because. Her actual life is being an assassin. And who needs a husband when you're an assassin? Exactly. Name the Thorn Princess. Um, and so, and they don't know that. So Yor doesn't know that Lloyd is a spy. Lloyd doesn't know that Yor is an assassin. Anya knows what both of them are because she can read minds. <laughs> This sounds like a good Shakespeare comedy. It's really like, amazing. <laughs> and it's everything everything about it is so good. The the drama, the comedy, the action, uh all of the things. Yor is absolutely gorgeous. Uh uh Lloyd is is very, very beachy. He's he's a very pretty boy. Mm-hmm. Um and they're very pretty together. And as they're going through this, you know, they're starting to actually become a family. And so it's also this kind of heartwarming story about this little girl who really just wants to be a little girl and hasn't been able to. But now that she has parents who are too cool in Aww. her eyes, she's got a, she's got a spy for a, for a dad and an assassin for a mom. And she just thinks it's the best thing. And That's... Anya is, is the most adorable uh, anime kid, uh, you're going to see there's already an Anya figure out for pre-order. It's a little tiny figure. It fits the palm of your hand. It's too cute. It's too fucking cute. And Are you going to buy it? Uh, probably not. Because uh, it's too small. <laughs> it's too small. Uh, I might eventually. I might eventually. I'm, I'm, I'll wait and see what, what happens with this. But Spy Family is on Crunchyroll. Everyone should be watching it. The second show that I'm watching that's just premiering right now is Birdie Wing Girls Golf Story. Okay, I, I saw you tweet about this a little bit, I think. The, there are two rules about sports anime. First of all, sports anime is always worth watching, even and especially if you hate the sport it's based on. Because it's not about the sport. <laughs> it is still about the sport. Because I hate golf with a fucking passion. Golf is one of the worst things ever, ever invented by humans. Golf courses are environmental disasters. Golf should not exist. But... Strong women golfing to survive, being very, very gay. Ah, uh, yeah. And also to protect adopted children that they're taking care of. Oh. Is again, there's a lot of trite cliches about it, but I can't wait to watch episode three. And in fact, after we finish, I'm going to be watching episode three of Birdie Wing Gol- Girls Golf Story, Golf Girl Story, and Spy Family, because everything about these two shows is delightful and wonderful there are so many more good shows i haven't had a chance to watch the first episode of aharan san wa hakine uh looks like the funniest show uh shikimori is not just a cutie is about a girl who's protecting a boy who's prone to to accidents and the girl herself is a badass um 
let's see what else is what else is airing. Uh, this is just a little too close to home for me. Uh, Miss Shikaku and the Little Baby Ghost, which is about a woman who works too much and a ghost who's very concerned that she's working too much. Hmm. Heroines when when the show is 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 the dream anime of all uh, um, uh, BTS fans. It's a it's about a girl who needs a part time job to be able to stay in school. And the job that she gets is managing the two pop idols that are in her class. Oh, that mm-hmm. sounds like a few fan fictions I've read. Yep. So <laughs> her- these are all on Crunchyroll. There's a second season of, of Demon Girl Next Door, which is one of the cutest, sweetest, most adorable gay shows that you can find. Um, I'm also trying to catch up on stuff from last season and this season. Uh, I'm behind on uh the the third series of love live i'm trying to get i'm trying to finish um love live uh nijikasaki uh high school uh uh idol club first seasons because second season premiering right now i'm trying to finish the second season of kaguya sama love is war because the third season is premiering right now and perhaps the most beautiful animation of the last couple of years akebi's sailor uniform from last season is just super gorgeous. At the same time, I know I'm late to everything. I'm finally watching Konosuba, which is very good and very funny, uh, even though it's a stupid isekai male power fantasy bullshit. Ugh, hate it. But yeah. it is legitimately good and legitimately funny. Um, I'm finally trying to get around to watching Wandering Witch, which is very gay and very, very good. Uh, Bofuri, uh, I didn't want to die, so I max out my defenses about a girl who just becomes the ultimate tank in a, in, in, in a, in an MMO. Nice. I like Sound, it. sound familiar. Um, <laughs> rent a girlfriend about girls who decide to, to, to take the money of stupid boys who can't get dates for real. Sounds interesting. It is. And the, and the male lead of that show is actually quite an interesting character in himself. He is not a stand-in for the boys watching the show, which is kind of why I want it. And the main female character is a really super strong woman who knows exactly what she wants out of life and is trying to get it. Excellent. Because money. Um, Yeah. And season two of what we're talking about today, season two of Love, uh, Chunbio, and Other Delusions. So... There's too much good fucking animator watch right now. And the recent merger of Fun- Funimation and Crunchyroll means that even more of it's all in one place. This is the time to buy a Crunchyroll sub. No, we're not sponsored by Crunchyroll. If they want to pay us, we'll take their money. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, and just, my queue is too long. My queue is too long. There's, like, I could pick anything. Uh, my, my mouse is currently hovering over Thena Pirate Princess, which is not right next right next to Laid Back Camp Season 2, which I still haven't watched, which is right next to The Great Jahi Will Not Be Defeated, which is about a demon girl who comes to this world and thinks she's going to rule, but yes. struggles to actually rule. Uh, right next this... to Aquatope on the White Sand, which is about two girls who are like falling in love in an aquarium. This <laughs> kind of sounds like when I try to go on Netflix and pick a K-drama to watch. There's mm-hmm. just... A million of them. Yep. There's just <laughs> they too all many. look good. <laughs> there's too many. And so what you have to do, what you have to do is you have to pick things and just watch it. And that's what I've done with what I'm doing right now. So I'm gonna keep following Spy Family. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep following 
uh, Birdie Wing Girls Golf Story. I'm going to try to watch all the other stuff I've mentioned. I'm going to try to catch up on stuff, but I don't expect to. Oh, and I haven't even talked about RPG Real Estate, which is about uh, girls in the fantasy world running a real estate office after the war has ended. Goodness gracious. Yep, just too much good shit. There's always too much good shit, and that's the problem with anime, but it's also the benefit of it because you're never going to watch everything, but you have the opportunity to watch good shit every single time, and that's what we've done by going back, because you're still new to this, so there's a lot of stuff that I probably should be exposing you to, which is why we went back and we watched 2012's first season of Love, Chunbio, and Other Delusions. Isn't it Chunibio? Chunibio, thank you. And it's always confusing to me as how to pronounce that word. <laughs> Love, Chunibio, and Other Delusions, which is an adorable anime, a really, really nice kind of examination of this rather unique piece of Japanese adolescence, which is more common than uh, than is actually talked about, of kids who kind of attach themselves to fantasy ideas in order to escape the mundanity of their world. And LARPing, basically. LARPing, but like totally believing the LARPing they're doing. <laughs> Super intense LARPing. Super intense LARPing. Now, Love, uh, Chunibyo, and Other Delusions is based on the light novel series by uh, Toroko uh, and illustrated by Nozami Osaka. Um, it's a relatively short light novel series. It's only got four volumes. Light novel series can go on forever. That's kind of the, the, the way they exist now. Some of them are, are short as well. And it is produced by Kyoto Animation, which is, we'll get to it in a moment, one of the best and most important studios in anim in animation. It's directed by Tatsuhara Ishihara, who is the director of Melancholy of Harusuzumiya, Clonade, and Sound Euphonium. Basically, he's a go-to director for all of KyoAni, and definitely someone that you should seek out the stuff that he's doing, even though I think Clonade is kind of meh. Haruhi Suzumiya is one of the best shows ever. Sound Euphonium is super gay, band, uh, band geekery. So nice. If you're into either super gay things or band geek things, then you know, Sound Euphonium. I'm into both those things. Mm -hmm. Yep, Sound Euphonium is 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 a show that's <laughs> definitely worth it. The series, the movies, basically, uh, this is one of the best directors working. And what what I decided to do when I when I assigned this show to you for us to watch, um, was let's look at his weakest work. Because hmm. well, okay, to be fair. And Endless 8 is his weakest work, which is eight episodes of Haruhi Suzumiya, which are all the same fucking episode. It's terrible. Just well, I thought it, it was fun to watch something with you that you hadn't already watched. Like, mm -hmm. all the other shows we've done, you've had this big history knowing them before I came to them. So it's nice yep. to, like, approach them at the same time. And this is one of those shows that's always been on my on my, um, on my watch list, but I've never gotten around to it. Because I have been a KyoAni fan before I knew what KyoAni was. Because KyoAni has produced a lot of my favorite series. And KyoAni is one of those studios that just constantly produces good shit. So my first KyoAni experience is watching The Melancholy of Haruhi, Haruhi Suzumiya back in 2006, followed by Lucky Star in 2007. 
everyone else watched Clonade. I could not have cared less about the existence of Clonade. Screw it. But in 2009, I watched Kaon, and I was so obsessed with Kaon that to this day, it is the background uh, wallpapers on my computer. I will never change it. Um, there was a, there was a time when I went over to Emily's house. You've met Emily, mm-hmm. um, and I was hanging out with her and her husband Dustin, and on her little pink net top. 10 inch screen we just pulled up the latest episode of kaon and kept watching it until we watched three episodes because kaon was just so much fun nietzsche joe oh my god i have to get you to watch nietzsche joe um add it to the list <laughs> it's it's on the it's on the list amagi brilliant park which is an amazing little show sound euphonium which i've already talked about miss kobayashi's dragon maid which is gay and dragons what about those things? Violet Evergarden, which might be <laughs> the most beautiful piece of animation ever done. Uh, the the free series, which is about hot, mostly naked boys swimming. Mm, I like that. Yeah. I mean, there's there's nothing here. There's nothing. Kiwani has done nothing but really great stuff all the way through. They're one of my favorite studios, and they're one of the studios that has a real heart to everything they do. Like, there's nothing. There's no bad Kiwani show that I can find. Except for again, Endless Eight and Hari fans have already had their say on how bad Endless Eight is over and over and over again. I'm not going to rehash it. And it's one of the reasons why I didn't have you watch The Melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya because no one should be subjected to Endless Eight because it is literally endless and it is eight and it's awful. And I'm still mad about no- it. Noted. Still mad about it. Still love Haruhi Suzumiya, <laughs> but still mad about the existence of Endless Eight. And they've just got so many good things going on at Studio uh, 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 KyoAni. Sorry, I almost said Studio Ghibli. It's not. And they have one of the most talented directors whose work we will get to and one of the best female directors working in all of film and TV, uh, Naoko Yamada. She is responsible for Kaon. She is responsible for Tamako Market, which is adorable. The film A Silent Voice and Liz and the Bluebird, which is a film set in uh, Sound Euphonium uh, a story, which is also really, really gay. Uh, <laughs> and she's... Well, it sounds like they, they've got a lot of awesome stuff over there. Yeah. And she's she is just absolutely amazing. And so there's so much that's going on in Kiyoani that is constantly worthwhile. And also... I think it's still important to talk about the Kyoto Animation arson attack. So, and and this is one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about this. So, on Thursday, uh, July 18th in 2019, there was an arson attack in uh, in the Kyoani headquarters that killed uh, 36 people and injured Please. an additional 34 people. Destroyed most of the materials and computers at Studio One. It's one of the deadly, deadliest massacres in Japan since World War II. Wow. It's a building fire in Japan since the 2001 uh, Moji uh, 56 building fire. The outpouring of the community uh, over Kyoto Animation because of just how much people love what Kyoto Animation has done, the impact it has had on their production I mean, and, and and what we almost lost completely, and what we did actually lose, because we didn't just lose, we didn't just lose people. We left, we lost a lot of the work that they were doing. So there was a whole bunch of stuff that just 
work that was just lost, people who are just lost, and and things that are just never going to be replaced. And so Kyoto Animation, KyoAni, is one of those studios that's just really special. And I think that while Love, Chunibyo, and Other Delusions is one of the weaker KyoAni shows, it still has all of the things that make a KyoAni show. Every character. <laughs> it has heart. Every character is super memorable and super interesting. And it has it has beautiful, recognizable animation style. Like when I have you watch Kaon or Nichi Joe or Sound Euphonium, you're going to recognize it's a Kyoani show immediately, even though, you know, I'm telling you right now it's a Kyoani show. Because what goes into a Kyoani show is so special. And they're one of my favorite studios along with PA Works and, you know, other those basically this too. I'm a, I'm a sap. I'm a real sappy girl. If you hadn't mm-hmm. figured that out, I like sappy shit, and that's part of why I really wanted to watch Love, uh, Chunibyo, and Other Delusions. Um, so Kyoani is amazing, and that's that. This is your introduction to it. And so let's talk a little bit about Love, Chunibyo, and Other Delusions. So the plot is that Yuta uh, Togashi has given up his Chunibyo of being the dark flame master. Yeah, he. In, it's, it starts out with him switching to a new school that's really far away from his old school because he just wants to totally escape that that past self of his. Because it's embarrassing. Yeah, because he's, he's really embarrassed. He's, he's ap- as he should be, it's really like... He, he, I don't he's know. Pick, I don't think he worst. should be embarrassed. I think he should be. I think it's. I think it's very male power fantasy. I am much more a fan of Rika Tak uh, 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 Takanashi's uh, the the female lead in this, um, who has not given up her chunibyo, where she is wearing a yellow contact and an eye patch over it, trying to prevent tra- trying to pretend she has heterochromia, which means that her special eye has special powers. Of course, it doesn't, but that does not stop the show. That does not stop the show from showing these epic battles between Rika and her sister, or Rika and Dekamori, or Dekamori and and uh, 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 Shinka. <laughs> it doesn't stop any of of any of this. The imaginary battles being as amazing as they can be, and so it's it's this delightful thing, and so. Yuta has has given up his Chunibyo. He's trying to be a normal high school student. He meets Rika, who knows what Yuta is. When we learn at the end of the first season, of course, that it was it was Yuta who inspired Rika to have her own Chunibyo and how much that helped her after the death oh. of her father. And yeah. the heart-wrenching part of that is that the way in which Chunibyos are actually seen in Japanese cultures is something you're supposed to outgrow. What the author and the director are doing here is showing that these these adolescent delusions actually serve a purpose. They're not just kids being kids for no good reason. Each one of these people who's going through their chunibyo or who has discarded their chunibyo is doing so because it is a coping mechanism 
for something that's happening in their lives. And the real heart of the story is about all those things that have happened and how they are dealing with them. Except for Dekamori, who's just wanting to be, you know, Dekamori because she thinks she's awesome, and she is. By the way, Dekamori is the Anne character in this show. I was going to say, as I was watching that, I was pretty sure that that would be Let's see. Long blonde hair, petite... Um, uses her likes to fight everybody. Weapon. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Pr- protects her friend at all costs. Mm-hmm. And yep. one of the most heartbreaking moments for me in this series was with her, mm-hmm. when Yuta had just sent off Rika on the train, and she had totally given up for whatever reason her Chunibyo, and he, uh, Dekamori comes up. It's like, why did you let her go? Why did you let her go? And he just gives this heart-wrenching like speech about, how could you believe in this, you little idiot child? Why do you believe in this? That's fake. All this is fake. What's wrong with you? Uh, and she's just so heartbroken over it. Mm-hmm. That scene. And she, and she knows it's fake, but she is having... And, and again, this is, this is again part of Kiyoani. There's always something gay. Dekamori is seriously in love with Rika. Yeah, she's so devoted to Rika. There, there's the, there's a moment early on in the series where where Dekamori starts to get bashful. It's like, oh, but Master, I can't do that with you. It's not appropriate. Oh, I'm so below your station. Because she thinks that Rika's <laughs> flirting with her when Rika's actually very much flirting with Yuda. <laughs> yeah. And it's really, really cute and really, really sad. It's another unrequited lesbian crush. Uh, but Dekamori is amazing. Uh, and uh, Shinka is amazing uh, as well. She used to be the uh, Chunibyo Mori Summer who produced a whole like giant text that she named yep. after the Welsh uh, uh, Mabinogi as the Mabinogian, um, which <laughs> is a blog that she penned. And Deka Mori has printed out this whole blog and has several <laughs> copies of it. And it's her Bible and she worships Mori Summer. But she does not accept that Shinka and is actually Mori she Summer. She keeps calling her fake Mori Summer. <laughs> it's so funny. It's There's so many good moments here. And and Shinka, there's a great moment with Shinka at the end where, where two of her friends come to the cultural festival and like try to make fun of her from her old school. And she's like, I don't know why you're making fun of me. You used to do this and you used to do this. Right. And it's just like. It's like all adolescents have things in their past that they're embarrassed by and don't want all the cool kids to find out. And it Mm -hmm. just goes to show that they're all the same. We all have have these feelings. Yep. (laughs) It's Uh, okay. I love love, uh, the uh, uh, Kumin. Tsuyuri. Oh, I feel she, her. I feel her. But... All she wants to do is nap. All she wants to do is nap. That is the that is the most What's... Dia character ever. I need to show this character to Dia so Dia can find someone in anime she identifies with. All oh, she wants Ku- to do is nap. Kumin is trying to form a napping club and she can't get enough people. And then Yuta and Rika are trying to form their, their Chunibyo club and neither of them can find enough members to mm-hmm. form a club so they have to join together. <laughs> And it's it's all kind of set up by their homeroom teacher who kind of goes along with this and is like, well, you're not doing that good and you technically don't have enough members and, oh, we're kind of mad at you for not actually cleaning the pool. 
Uh, just all kinds of really good stuff. And Makoto Ishiki, who starts out as this very, very typical, like, womanizing high school boy who is ranking the girls in the class. Oh, my gosh. Uh, he's he's such he's such a little turd but he but even he turns into a character with a great deal of heart and his his crush on kuman is hilarious also because kuman has absolutely no intention of requiting it nope oh it's so much good stuff perhaps my favorite interactions are between um uh rika's older sister and, I adored her older sister and the the young uh, and 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 uh, and um, Yuta's youngest sister, who is constantly oh. playing family <laughs> and getting divorced. Hilarious <laughs> and and just like having like a realistic family play. It's just it's absolutely adorable and hilarious. And the older sister, um, I'm trying to find her. Super hot, here. by the way. Oh yeah. <laughs> is also an original anime character who's who's who starts who's a fine chef at a restaurant, and her use of the ladle as her weapon of choice <laughs> is so cool. It's so cool. Um, I lo- I love that she kind of plays into it a little bit and lets Rika have her fantasy to some extent. But at the same time, she very much wants the fantasy to be broken. She very much she's yeah. she's the driving force between trying to get the fantasy to stop. She has that responsibility on her shoulders of holding the family together, so mm-hmm. she feels that. Yep, and she's and she's great. And there's all kinds of these great things. I, Rika is descending from her balcony on a rope, wearing a a gorgeous goth lolly dress that I wish. Oh, I, it was I, so cute when oh. he puts her little feet in his hand. Oh, mm-hmm. so cute. Yep. I mean, this is just a touching series all the way through the first season, um, and it's it's a delightful watch, and it ends exactly where it needs to end. And if you could, if you just watch the first season, you've watched an excellent piece uh, of animation. So we kind of talked about. We've kind of just jumped around the notes a little bit. We yeah. talked about the characters. Uh, the acting in this is stellar. The I, I don't know if you watched the dub or the sub. I watched the dub. Actually, okay. So you so you watch you watch the you watch the English dub. Yeah. So I don't I don't watch dubs anymore. I know but, I do. <laughs> well, what here's I felt the thing. like, <laughs> and that's fine. You watch 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 whatever you like the way you like it. Um. But the main character, uh, Yuta, is being played by uh, Jun Fukuyama. Jun Fukuyama has just a massive uh, amount of really kind of good credits to his name uh, over the last uh, little bit. I'm trying to get to his to his main credits. So um, he's been in Black Clover. He's been in Working. He's been in Otsumatsu-san. He's been in Spice. He was the main. He's the lead in Spice and Wolf. Um, He's just been in. He he was Lush in Code Geass, which most people as is, is most people know him from. He was Joker in Persona Five. Uh, he's Aww. just been, yeah. He's just he's that. just one of the like best things. He was uh, Kimihiro Watanuki in uh, Holic, which is one of my favorite underrated Clamp uh, efforts. Uh, and he's just he's just in so much good stuff. Rika is being voiced by Ma uh, by Maya Uchida, and Maya Uchida has just been doing like 
so many other other good stuff. She's um she's in uh tons and tons and tons of various things. Most notable for me is that she is Katrina Klaas in My Next Life as a Villainous, All All Roots Lead to Doom, which is about a girl who gets reincarnated in her favorite video game as the villainous and is trying to figure out how not to end up dead or exiled. Mm. It's also very gay. (laughs) You don't say. (laughs) Look, I like things when they're gay, okay? I know. I know. That's why I'm not surprised when you add that onto the description of something, and it's very gay. Like, well, no shit, you like it a lot, so... (laughs) Probably is very gay. Probably yep. is very gay. So there's just so much really good voice acting in this. And the art, again, is this very... It's this very in keeping with Haruhi, Kaon, uh, Tamako Market, Sound Euphonium. It's a very recognizable art style. I hate it when people say something is anime style because no such thing exists. It is a cute style in which everyone is cute in uh, typical KyoAni style. It's not as kind of cutesy as, like, say, uh, Nichijou is, but it is realistic and pretty to look at, and you're never bored with what's on screen. The backgrounds are are absolutely delightful, and the music is great. But the question that I have for you, Sov, mm. is that this is our first show with a male lead. Yeah. How did you feel about that? Because we, we, we're we kind of ranting, raving feminists. We kind of, you know, smash the patriarchy with everything we do. Smash the patriarchy. Yes. Um, I had no issue with it. I thought he was a good character. And the show definitely has, a, with, like, represents a lot of other types of, of women. Mm-hmm. Um even if they aren't the main character. Though I kind of feel, though it's from his point of view, Rika is really like the main thrust of the plot of the of the mm-hmm. show. I would agree so. with that. And there's a version of the story that's, uh, if you go to, if you go into, uh, I've got to go back to this. If you go into, because um, this is off of High Dive. Mm-hmm. If you go into the catalog, you can actually see there are different versions of this shown from Rika's perspective. So oh. the series, I'm trying to get this up, it's just dragging on me. Hmm. Here we go. It's still taking its time. <laughs> uh, the series, uh, we on, on High Dive, you have season one. And then you have, at the end of season one, the OVA, which is the original video animation that was probably released. Uh, I didn't get a chance to watch the OVA, but you also have season two, which we are, which we aren't talking about. And then you have the Rika version and the Rika version is a fresh retelling of the original love, uh, Chunibyo and other delusions TV series told from the point of view of the tyrant. I herself, Rika uh, Takanashi. Interesting. And so it is just a film of that. And there's also, uh, the Take On Me film, which is the theatrical release of it. And so there's a whole... They, they've done more with this than they needed to do. And again, this is a this is a series just for light novels, which is, again, really short. So it's not like they have a ton of source material, but from the source material they have with a couple of animated original characters, they've really developed this into a very nice, heartwarming 
yet poignant story about adolescence and growing up. And again, this is this is what so much of the slice of life uh, genre and anime really is is about looking at that those those important moments in life. And it's why it's my favorite genre. It's why I like to to just chill out and watch slice of life and watch dramas and comedies that fit into slice of life, which if you couldn't tell by the list that I'd read off before, slice of life and idol shows are basic what I'm here for. Because, uh, <laughs> you know, I don't... Sorry, if, if if you're if you're listening to this this podcast because you want us to talk about Dragon Ball Z, first of all, go fuck yourself, um, and second of all, go fuck yourself. Oh, <laughs> sorry, it's not happening. Boring. Yawnsville. You know, there's plenty of other podcasts talking about that shit. We're talking about things that are cozy, comfortable, and relaxing, and this is cozy, yeah. comfortable, and relaxing. And if you sit down and watch it, you're going to watch a good story, and you're going to have a good time. And that's the most important thing about this is that I think this this is considered one of KyoAni's weaker shows because so much of their stuff is so well respected and so good. And we will be revisiting KyoAni a couple more times because there's no way you're not watching Miss um, Kobayashi's Dragon Maid, mm. which is about Sounds a dragon who falls in love with a lesbian. <laughs> Hot. Yes. <laughs> Some people might might disagree with my characterization of that, but don't don't try to tell me that Kobayashi is in any way straight. She spends her day working her ass off and obsesses about na- about maids all night. She's gay. By, by She's the way, very have, gay. Have you seen the new uh, Alex Straza model? Mm. 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 Mm-hmm. Speaking of hot dragons, mm-hmm. and <laughs> so we got off track into Warcraft for a moment. We might have to start playing WoW again. Maybe. No. If there's, I, enough, I if there's enough hot dragons in it. Yeah, but <laughs> I'm Ysera's there. dead. Ysera's dead. <laughs> there's no shortage of hot dragons in, 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 in Dragon Maid, but we'll get to that eventually. So, yeah. Would you say, if since you are you know a recent anime fan, only last year or so, would you say this is this was worth your time to go and watch, even though it's a decade-old show at this point? Yeah. Um... I think it is. It was a really easy watch. Just I went through it in two days, like half the season in one day and half the season the next day, because I really just it was easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I really liked the the story of growing up and coming to terms with who you are and your identity. Mm-hmm. I, think I think that's a really like important. A few moments later. Welcome back, Greg. Yep, we brought Craig back. Um, so we had this great little rant at the end of, of this episode, and it's all gone because Craig randomly disconnected. Craig, I'm going to tell Emily you randomly disconnected because she always has nice things to say about you, and you need to stop doing this shit, getting tired of it. So... Yeah, we left off with you talking about uh, having watched the show in in just two days and the nice things it was saying about uh, you know becoming yourself and accepting who you are. And we're going to have to just kind of end the show because we had this fun little rant. We had a good time. We were talking about politics. Um, Craig so... didn't like us talking about politics. Huh? Craig didn't like us talking about politics, I guess. Well... Craig, you'd better start liking our politics because our politics are absolutely 100% correct. And anyone who disagrees with us can eat a dick. 
Craig, don't make us add you to the list of things we're smashing. Yep. Don't be a patriarchal bear, Craig. We'll smash patriarchal bears. <laughs> so let's talk very quickly about what we're doing next time. Next episode, we're going to send Soph further back into the experience of the foundation of cute girls doing awesome things because I reject the 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 statement of cute, cute girls doing cute things, at least when it comes to this show. And Soph will be watching, as I will be re-watching, 2002's Azamanga Dayo, which is one of the first and one of the most important slice-of-life shows. It's a 26-episode series. Each episode is broken into five-minute segments, which are all about a single joke or a gag. It is an absolute delight of a show to watch. It's something I've wanted to re-watch for quite a while. And it's a show that I would recommend, uh, Soph, that you watch in Japanese, because a lot of Japanese humor doesn't really translate to english um, that's fair i've already got it pulled up here yep ready to watch and it, it's a story for those of you who don't know about a 10 year old child prodigy named chia who's starting high school and the weird cast of girls she finds herself uh fitting in with and becoming friends with there are two teachers who are amazing in their own right one of whom gets drunk and starts telling the girls all about sex during summer vacation uh, <laughs> which horrifies Chio because she has no idea what she's hearing. But the high school girls, the, the, the older girls, because I mean, they're all high school girls, the older girls like, shh, you'll, you'll understand later. <laughs> um, Sounds and it's a fun. Show with, it's a show without a main character because each one of the characters actually has a claim on the main character slot. If I was going to pick a main character, it would be Osaka, a girl who um, frankly forgets what her actual name is, as I just did. Because she gets called Osaka in the first episode, and it sticks as a nickname so much so that she can't find herself on the class list for the next year because she's looking for Osaka and not her actual name. <laughs> and thinks that she's actually accidentally been dropped from the school. Um, well, I look forward to watching that one. Yep, and we'll be, we'll be watching that for a May episode. And we're going to also just end the show kind of plugging all the shit that we're doing. Uh, this is one of five podcasts we're doing every single month. We're doing four monthly podcasts and one weekly podcast over on the Q Girls Network. So you can tune in for this show once a month. You can also turn in, tune into our long and video game show. You can tune into View for Find every month we'll be covering one of the members. If you have a particular bias, you want to make sure we we watch that certain video of Nam June doing that thing he does. Send me send me a message over on becoming Army Pod, and I'll make sure Anne knows about it. Okay, uh, which <laughs> which is a, a show all about BTS. I don't think you actually said that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just sure? assume everybody knows who Nam June is. No, everyone doesn't. Although no? anyone okay. listening to this podcast probably <laughs> does, because there's a rather huge crossover between K-pop and anime fandom, which yeah. is why we're doing this. Um. And last but certainly not least, well, I want to make sure every show we do is plugging Wicked Kitten's gore podcast. It is her baby. It is the horror podcast she's always wanted to do. And it is fan-fucking-tastic. So every single show on the Q Girls Network will plug the gore podcast. That is we the order. We, we love Wicked Kitten. She is the best of us. Um, and she's the one who really wants to make content creation a career. And she certainly deserves it because she's really good at it. 
She's really good at it. And I love what she's doing with Gore. And she's working on all sorts of other stuff. And Hearth Casual is back. Just uh, so happy. So happy for all the, all the content they're making. Um, and we'll be playing, uh, hopefully, video games with Wicked Kitten tonight. Yay, murder. Murder time. Uh, you can follow the show at Anime Sweater Pod. You can follow the hosts at Lisa3325 if you want to follow Soph, where she's constantly talking about BTS and why 40-year-olds are into this K-pop band. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As because it brings us joy. That's why. Mm-hmm. That's all you need. <laughs> and, if it's, and if your BTS wallpaper is bringing you joy and sexual pleasure, oh, I, don't, I don't judge it at all. It, it is bringing me both of those things. You can follow me at Anne underscore Elise, where I am really angry all the time because, you know, state legislatures in this country are attacking LGBTQ plus people, specifically trans folks. I wonder why I would have a problem with that. Hmm. Because you're super gay and super trans. Yeah. Yeah. Super trans, super gay. And trans rights are human rights. (laughs) Yep. And if you don't like our politics and you don't like us talking about political stuff, don't listen to our fucking shows. In the meantime, this is a show about comfy, cozy anime that we want you to watch because anime is about having fun. And that's how we deal with the horrible, horrible transphobes in in the world is we escape to cozy, comfy things. Yep. And so uh, that's all the stuff that we're doing. And some final thoughts on love, Chunibyo, and other delusions. So, Fashia? Well just gosh i said something really poetic the first time we did this now i can't remember yeah craig (laughs) fuck you for dropping us come on craig just to to all the people out there don't be ashamed of what you love just be yourself Mm -hmm. (laughs) and smash the patriarchy absolutely trans rights are human rights and we're going to be saying that every single podcast every single show we do and if you don't like it eat a dick you bag of dicks nobody wants to do that (laughs) uh i actually healed with 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 a druid healer in in wow who wanted us to mail him bags of dicks Mm -hmm. so he wanted to eat bags and bags and bags of dicks well i'm sure there's that there's that contingent he was gayer than me and that's really wow (laughs) most impressive yeah it's hard to be gayer than me only a couple people have managed it. Um, so yeah, we'll be back next month talking about Azumanga Dayo. I really loved this opportunity to talk about Love Chino B- uh, Chunibyo <laughs> and other, delus- other delusions and to talk about Kyo Annie, which I think is still one of the most important things in this community. And uh, relax, pick something in your queue on anime and just watch it and stop worrying about whether or not you're ever going to catch up because guess what? You never, never will. Gonna, yeah, just never catching up. And look out next week for the Zero episode of Becoming Army. Which I can't wait for. And whatever it is you subject me to, it's not subjecting because I'm going into it willingly. <laughs> That's what you say now. That's what I'll say always. I love sharing sharing what I love with my friends and my friends sharing what they love with me. And now we're, we're done re-recording this, this end of the podcast. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next month. And we need to go find our friends and do some murder in video games. Murder. (laughs) Good night.